Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country, wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com the way tire buying should be i just noticed uh i've got like a, a trail of toothpaste all over my sweater <laughs> that's fun <laughs> I, would, I just uh you know how do you think that happened well i mean clearly uh brushing my teeth uh, yeah you know, is that a humble brag no, I well not really cuz here's the problem. Um I haven't washed this sweater in, you know, at least a couple of wears and I for sure this did not happen today. So okay. huh. it feels like this could be have sitting in my <laughs> at closet. At this point are we sure it's toothpaste? <laughs> Let me see. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you you had to look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just just to see like uh like how like how high up and just sort of yeah for sure, yeah, yeah. That I can't confirm that. That is uh, that is. I mean, can, can I have Lee or Chris or someone else kind of chime in on this? Does it look like Jones it's is killing it today? <laughs> no, I'm good. And, uh, that's toothpaste, man. Come on, Lee. Is that toothpaste? No, nah, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'll take oh. Jonas's word for it. Oh, All come right. on, Alex or Sandy. Come on. <laughs> Come I on, haven't Lee. even dared to go into the studio with him yet. I just, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a, it's just a toothpaste problem. Because here's here's what I learned from my dentist that I, I was, we were lied to for I, I decades. Oh, are, you, are you really going to get on this kick right okay. now? Okay. 
I'm telling oh, you. Jesus. So this is what I learned from my dentist. We've and worked it, together way too long. And, and to it, already know this is coming. And it makes sense. When we growing up, we're taught you yeah. brush your teeth, you use your mouthwash, you go on with your day. My dentist told me that is not true. You use mouthwash first, then you brush your teeth, and that way the toothpaste stays on your teeth and adds as protectant throughout the course of your day longer than if you just rinse it all off with some mouthwash. How about that? Actually, that does make sense. No, that makes sense. What he was going to say and what he usually says is how you don't really need toothpaste. (laughs) You've taken that stance before in the past, and I'm like, all right, here we go. I've never taken that stance. What are you talking about? Okay. Hey, listen, I've got a screw in my mouth, all right, because they're replacing How's that going? Tooth. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. It was metallic, okay. a lot of uh, sort of a metallic taste at first, but then you just get used to it. So it is what it is, man. Mouth like a hardware store. Yeah. You know me. Are you exploring any possible additions? You know, that's a great point. I mean, what do you think I am? The ACC looking at Cal and Stanford? <laughs> because that's the latest. According to the Thamel Camel, as Brady Quinn calls him. That's right, baby. Fill up those humps. Pete Thamel of ESPN says that ACC leaders are set to have exploratory discussions about the possible additions of Cal and Stanford. So so we've got uh, four teams left in the Pac-12. It's almost like the Royal Rumble for the WWE. You got four guys left. Who's going to be standing when everybody gets thrown over the top rope? Except in this case, everybody was jumping over the top rope intentionally because they wanted nothing to do with the Pac-12 Royal Rumble. And so now Cal and Stanford are having exploratory discussions, quote-unquote, and you've still got Washington State and Oregon State just kind of sitting around going, all right, what's the plan? (laughs) What do we got here? So that's the latest on conference realignment and college football, which has completely overtaken any of the coaches polls that have come out with Georgia ranked number one overall. That's completely overtaken any of the discussions about Alabama's quarterback decision going into the season. Everything is conference realignment, which will not take place until next year. Kind of wild, man. Um, can we be real about this? Uh, clearly, Cal and Stanford are trying to explore leaving the Pac-12 going elsewhere. I, I, and maybe the ACC is entertaining those discussions. As I've said in the past, unless they're willing to take a significant discount, which it's hard to do that with a, at least the ACC only because the rights aren't that big. You know, I think the two things that we pointed out yesterday, the fact that if you are not on linear television, you're not going to be seen nationally. And that's a, it plays a big role and impact into the perception of your, you know, your sports programs, your university. And I think even for the athletes, for a lot of the athletes and their family and everyone else, I mean, yeah, it's great to be able to sign up for a streaming platform and watch their games, but... There's also an element of like mommy and daddy, you know, that's my baby. That's my baby boy. You know, like that's that's still part of it. And you don't have that right now in the Pac-12 with what is on the table. And so even though they've tried to go to a model that they felt like could be competitive uh, economically with a streaming platform in Apple, there's that element of linear TV that still has the prestige of, of if you're a Stanford player, 
like so many other the greats, whether it's Andrew Luck or Christian McCaffrey, Toby Gerhardt, guys who were up for the Heisman. I mean, th- you could make the case that you know two of those three maybe should have won it, and instead, you know, you're, you're looking at with a streaming platform. Maybe they're not getting any attention at all. Maybe they're not even a finalist, and it's almost an afterthought because no one's able to see those those highlights. So there's there's a ton of concerns that I think consideration for why Cal, Stanford, other Pac-12 schools have looked elsewhere. I mean, basically what they were presented wasn't competitive economically. We went through the numbers yesterday, right? Yeah. To get 1.7 million subscribers, you would be doing something the MLS as a league has not been able to do. As a league. And that includes, you know, incentives such as signing up for season tickets, right? Where where at least from late July when those numbers came out and they surpassed a million subscribers for the MLS, I believe, season pass or whatever it's called, when Messi signed up or when he, you know, came to enter Miami. That's almost a, I mean, you know, 30% of what they had had at that point was from incentives. So, you know, we don't know exact all the details. We only know what's been reported, but it, it's, it seems pretty clear with the way schools reacted to what George Klevkov had presented from Apple that none of the schools are interested in a, a streaming-only platform at this time. That could change in the future. Maybe it, change, it changes at the next media rights deal and, and most of these around like 2030 where, where you can, you know, they could start some of those negotiations. But at this point, it just doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, of course, Cal and Stanford are going to be searching other options. But, you know, when, when you look at the dire position they're in right now, because everyone keeps talking about how, like, oh, does anyone have the student-athlete's well-being in mind? Yeah. A, a lot of the coaches and administrators are obviously cognizant of the impact traveling from Berkeley, California, or Palo Alto all the way across the country to the Atlantic Coast. Yeah. Clearly, their, their understanding of the impact it would play on those other teams. But what else do you want them to do? Do you, do you want them to just go be absorbed in the Mountain West? Because clearly the Pac-12 isn't going to be considered an autonomous five. It's not going to be considered a power five anymore. So with the transfer portal, you either are going to have a mass exodus of student-athletes leaving if you're going to join a smaller conference because that's not what they want, or you've got to try to go find a better opportunity elsewhere so you can support your athletics program, even if it's all the way across the country. And which we pointed out again yesterday, the Pac-12 travel is already difficult as it is. I mean, outside of Stanford playing Cal, which is in close proximity, you're taking flights. A lot of people on the East Coast don't really understand how spread out the Pac-12 schools are from one another, with the exception of schools that are in the same state and close to one another, whether it's Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal in that case, USC, UCLA. But it's not like a Southern California school's busing up to Northern California. They're flying. No different than you know, Arizona, Arizona State, same thing. They're obviously busting one another. Outside of that, they're flying. So there's a bit of a misconception as to the burden that's placed on some of these student-athletes. They're, they're flying the majority of the cases as it is. Now the trips just got a little bit longer. But in this case, I, I just don't know how it makes sense for the ACC to add Stanford and Cal. I understand how it makes sense for Stanford and Cal at this point. And, and that's where, like, when we keep talking about realignment and expansion, unless Cal and Stanford are willing to take a steep discount, which I think the ACC is getting over 30 some million a year. Maybe Lee can check on what exactly that number looks like. And, and the other odd thing about Cal and Stan, Stanford looking at the ACC is you've got FSU saying they want out. 
Like, they're openly saying they want to leave the ACC, yet you're now, this is the conference you select or you choose to explore joining? So maybe Jim Phillips, the ACC you know, conference commissioner, knows something we don't. And he's saying if we're going to lose FSU and if we're going to lose someone else, we might as well then kind of backload with a couple of the programs that at least help you know, fill out that void. Uh, Washington State's president, Kirk Schultz, uh, wrote a letter to Cougar Nation on Monday, and he talked about just how Washington and Oregon joining the Big Ten, quote, sealed the fate of the Pac-12. He talked about being shocked. He also uh, just asked for support for the Washington State program, which I'm sure Nick Rolovich could have used a few years ago. But the point is, um, I feel bad for – just the players and the fan base for these schools, because they're probably thinking to themselves, all right, we're finally done with COVID, finally done with having to deal with all that stuff. That was kind of a, a crazy time for everybody. At least now we can just focus on football and get ready for the season. Right. Oh, by the way, there's four teams left. <laughs> like, it's just it, like nobody know, like it's everything is so fluid. It's moving around. Well, it's, it's not just, for this year. It's the future, though. It's I, 2024. I know, but so I we've just, got time. It's not like, oh, this is going to change for this upcoming year where we're going. I just I think there's a, a portion of people and I'm kind of falling in line with this to where I just want whatever it's going to be. I just want it to be locked in and set to go. If we're just going to have four conferences. That. All right. So this it's, is going to be continued every year. We're no, have to deal but with this? It, it, we're starting to settle into a model now where you're essentially going to have four, at least, you know, autonomous conferences or the power four, if you will. Yeah. And we're getting to a point where the, the age old model that used to be, and we probably talked about this on our Sunday night show, was 60 teams. You know, 60 teams that are probably worthy of, of A, the, the money and revenue they're generating based on their football and basketball programs. And, and competitively speaking, like those 60 teams are the teams that we feel like could ultimately win a national championship. But those are probably the teams that are, are starting to kind of form into this, whether you want to call it power four or whatever you will, with the way the realignment's occurring. And, and, and maybe it evolves from four to two as the SEC and Big Ten just look to absorb everyone. But you, again, I, I keep hearkening back to you. This is all being motivated and pushed by the TV networks behind it, at least right now. In, in, in linear TV, for the platform that it provides, the money that it provides to help these programs continue to be able to build and make money and compete with one another. Now, what's going to change in college sports that could potentially change the entirety of you know, the economics and how this works is, is if student-athletes are considered to be employees of, this, of the school. Or if, if, if this goes to a professional model in some way, whereas I said you know, yesterday, if this turns into football and men's women's basketball, then becoming essentially a, a minor league. Now, again, we can go into that, down that rabbit hole and talk about whether or not there's reasons for, like whether or not that even works. Like right now, I would always say, well, look, you already have a minor league in basketball, right? You have the G League. You have you know, professional leagues overseas. If players out of high school don't want to play in college – they don't have to. They can go elsewhere and then eventually enter into the NFL or NBA draft in that case. So th- there are avenues there. For football players, it's different because you're limited and you have to be three years removed from high school. And so in essence, the college football programs are a minor league program. They are what's preparing that next wave of employment in the NFL every single year. 
And, and, and so that you know, makes a little more sense in regards to how football is viewed. And, and by and large, the football program drives the most revenue. And on top of that, um, it, it, you know, even some men's basketball programs aren't necessarily even profitable. So it, it's all going to be driven and pushed by football, even though it impacts all their sports. However, there, there could be a world we live in where football is looked at as an employee or, or, or a professional as opposed to a, a student athlete. And then how does that work? within the, the rest of these schools. You know, are they, are they still having the same amount of scholarships for, you know, men's and women's student-athletes? There, there's so many questions that still need to be answered. So to go back to the initial point, this isn't going to be solved by the time the season starts and, and the, the realignment calms down. There's still going to be subtle movement here and there until we really kind of iron out what we view student-athletes in football and men's and women's basketball are and how it relates to the schools that they're at. And that's still going to be decided probably in court when it's all said and done. I wonder what Bino Cook would say about all this. Probably be just disgusted with all this movement, conference realignment. Just wants the good old days, you know. Just bring back the BCS. Let's just get back to simpler times. That, that's, when, that's when college football was at its best. And now I, mean, it's I wouldn't mind bringing back the BCS to determine the 12-team playoff, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, that model of at least you know, factoring in the ranking, and I, and I know there's people who weren't a fan of it, but if you think about it, there was a human component, there was the computer component of it. You knew how far back your team was based on you know, the, the actual, I guess, um, BCS rankings because it showed you like a number. You know, now we have to have someone come out from the college football playoff committee <laughs> and basically tell us, like, hey, uh, we think this team's really good. We think this team should be here. And you're saying, okay, you're really just setting this up to let the schedule play itself out. <laughs> you want to know how far we've come? Nick Saban, his argument for last year's Alabama's team is that, according to the gamblers, Alabama would have been favored against this many teams that were in the college football playoff. Like, that's where we're at now. To where uh, it used to be BCS, or you would have a split share of the national title, like uh, I think Colorado and Miami had, or Miami and Washington had back in the day. Now you got a Nick Saban for the second time in Alabama history being left out of the college football playoff and saying, well, we, uh, uh, we would have been favored over three of these teams anyway, so that's why we should have been in. Like, that's how far we've come in college football. So good news for the gamblers, bad news for the Pac-12, but good news for us because we had college football less than a month away. So everybody get fired up. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, though, we have a team in the NFL that is looking after their well-being. All right, They, they want to make sure they've got everything covered, everything buttoned up, just in case they've got a problem at quarterback. We'll tell you who that is. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
old wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up uh, later on this hour, we're going to have another edition of Would You Rather. Hard-hitting questions, sports and non-sports from the great Lee DeLapp here. So we're going to have to answer those for you again coming up a little over 20 minutes from now. Uh, How about, uh, you know, we were talking about Jared Goff. Uh, you had some sort of a claim that you wondered if Jared Goff's dad's first name was Jack. I don't even know yeah. what you were getting at there. Not, yeah. not quite sure what you were trying to say there, but uh, I found it to be a bit strange. But here's what's not strange. Teddy Bridgewater finding a new home because yeah. he is back. And it looks like the deal is going to be finalized. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a Detroit Lion. That, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, who reported it on Monday night. So Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back. Uh, obviously, he's got a previous relationship with Dan Campbell, who was the uh, an assistant coach in New Orleans when Teddy Bridgewater was there with the Saints. So Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the backup quarterback there for the Detroit Lions. Hendon Hooker, obviously drafted out of Tennessee, but dealing with the knee injury. And so they got Teddy B in there just in case anything happens for son of Jack, Jared Goff, Brady Quinn. Yeah, I, I think it uh, I think it, it sends the message that clearly Hendon Hooker is not going to be physically and, and probably mentally where they need him to be at uh, for where they feel like they are at. 
you know, a, a betting favorite, obviously, to win the NFC North. Um, and, and on top of that, I think they've built this roster to a point where they don't want an injury to Jared Goff to stop them from being able to make the playoffs and, and potentially make a run in, in the NFC, which, again, outside of a handful – or not even a handful, outside of a, a, a two or three teams, I think you'd say it's pretty wide open. And, and I think the Lions like the shot that they've got of getting in there and then making a run in a one-game you know, playoff scenario. So uh, I, lo- I love the signing from the standpoint that you know Teddy B is the ultimate pro. He's played a lot of games. He's played some good football. And I think he could fit well in Ben Johnson's system, their offensive coordinator. He's, Ben's one of the, the bright-budding stars in this league. I think after this year, if things go the way we expect them to, he's going to be a name you're going to hear interviewing for head coaching jobs. And uh, whether it's Jared or Teddy B behind center, he'll put them in a position to succeed. So uh, this is just one of those signings that I think gives you a sense of, uh, I think, one, what the Lions are thinking, but also, two, you know, for a veteran guy like Teddy B, and you might be saying, well, he he might not have had any other opportunities. We don't know that. He he might have, and this might have been the team that he selected, which would also lead you to say – you know, even if he didn't at this point, you know, he could have waited till they got deeper in the season to see if a team maybe had an injury to a player or a quarterback and they needed to bring him in either to play or for some depth. But he took this opportunity. So it lends you to, to you know, see a little bit of what players who are free agents also think about Detroit and the difference of maybe how that compared in the past. Do you think that maybe they reached out to Carson once also, but he couldn't stomach the fact that he would have to be number two behind Jared Goff again like he was in the draft? Do you think that was part of why maybe Carson Wentz might have turned down the opportunity? I think they wanted to avoid the awkwardness yes. altogether. Like, is that a real thing, by the way? Would that be would that be uh, something they would actually actually contemplate? This could get awkward for him if he's got to be the number two to Jared Goff again, like he was in 2016 in the draft. I'm not sure thing? they care about like where they were taking the draft, but oh. they definitely care about when you sign a quarterback, how that quarterback fits into the quarterback room. There's been plenty of guys who have stayed on as a long-time backup, and reason being is because they were never threatening to their starter. And people might hear them go, wait, what? But that's the truth. Oh, yeah, I buy it. They, they want that working environment to be copacetic. They want the backup and, and even the third-string guy, them all to be working to help prepare the first-string quarterback to make sure that room uh, is, is operating in a manner that there's no distractions. They're all working together and supporting the, fir- the, the, you know, the starter. And that's the hard part about when you've got a quarterback competition going into the season, and especially if it's close or depending on the, the scenario between the two guys, it can be tough to be able to keep both, at least more than, than one year. And so guys that you've seen that have hung on the league forever and haven't played many games, one of the reasons is they've, they've been a good backup quarterback to the starter. They've been a, a good guy in the meeting rooms uh, and maybe probably a, a future coach one day. But that's usually the rationale for it, is they're not ruffling any feathers. They're not trying to push to get on the field anytime soon. Now, if they do get on the field, they've got to do well enough to, to make people think, okay, this guy is capable if, if we need him. But they don't want to get on the field either. Trust me. Like the, the team doesn't want them to get on the field. They don't want to get on the field. And those guys, a lot of times, will be able to play and last forever in the league. Well, look at Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert was a top 10 pick in 2011, and the guy's still in the league because it's like, well, he backed up Tom Brady. Yeah, it makes some sense. He'll back up Patrick Mahomes. Like, no issues, no problem. Him and Brady got close when he was in Tampa Bay. Like, apparently he's got a great reputation, good dude. No issues whatsoever. That guy can just keep collecting checks and making money for, what, the next five, six years? And, yeah, and walk I away mean, from it the helps, game. too, if you get in with certain coaching uh, circles. Because if you get in a, a few different systems, you know, then those coaches can really vouch for you. 
But but to your point, I mean, Blaine Gabbert hasn't started a game since 2018. Has I mean, it back been that in, long? Back in Tennessee. Jesus. It's been that long since he was back even asked to play spot duty. You know, I mean, he got drafted Jacksonville, what, 12 years ago? And that was where he, he got his opportunity to start and play. And it was a tough situation, I think, for any quarterback to enter into. And then since then, he's been able to kind of, you know, slowly find his way of, um, you know, building himself out in, 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 into being a, a very capable and, and quality backup. And that's a great career. If, if you can find the opportunity to, to get that, it's a, it's a great position to be in. So he's, he's obviously talented enough, too. I mean, I think that obviously plays a role. But um, now he's found himself in a position where he can back up a guy like Patrick Mahomes and play another, I don't know, four years uh, backing up a guy like that, hoping, you know, again, that he doesn't have to play too much. Uh, at least in, in his mind, that's probably what the organization is thinking when you've got Patrick Mahomes as your starter. Now, I know what you're probably thinking to yourself. Like, man, is he at least going to throw a game show at me? Is he at least going to give me a game show? You bet your ass, Brady Quinn. We've got ourselves a game show for you. A little impromptu game show here to test the knowledge of the great Brady Quinn. We're calling it the Teddy Six. Can you, without cheating... Name the six teams that Teddy Bridgewater has been a part of. The Lions would mark team number six. Can you, Brady Quinn, name the previous five? Yes. All right. He was drafted to Minnesota in the first round. That is correct. That's the first one. Yeah. I know he recently played with the Miami Dolphins. That is correct. That is two. Uh, I do remember his stint with the New Orleans Saints because he played so well. It helped him get that contract and opportunity in Carolina. That is correct. So there are two. There is one remaining. Uh, this would be the most difficult one because I actually forgot about this as well, too. Um, Let me think. Let me think. Oh, I think I know this one. Denver. That is they correct. Had, yeah. Brady they Quinn. Had. That is correct. The Teddy Six. Which, by the way, he didn't. I mean, that was during the Vic Fangio era. And, yeah. and he... Uh, he actually did decent. Like he did decent there. I don't know why. Seven and seven they were. Well, even statistically speaking, like it wasn't like he played bad. I, I, that, I, I remember. I, like once I was like, oh yeah, he was in Denver, and I remember because I think he wore a visor at one point out there. Um, I'm not sure why that is the image I have of Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> in Denver is him wearing a, a Broncos helmet with a visor. But I remember he played well, and I thought to myself, like, all right, like maybe they'd bring him back and. Didn't happen. He ended up signing, I think, with Miami the next year, right? He's never like he's never played bad. Like no. people, like if you just look at him, like look the Carolina experiment. They gave him the remember the quote unquote three year deal he got, which was just a yeah, bunch of crap. Yeah, it was a one year deal, and it was like okay, it, 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 clearly the writing was on the wall. They're going to go in a different direction. But if you go through the course of his career, he never played bad. When he was in Minnesota, he had the injury, and it was never quite the same there afterwards. But when he went to New Orleans, he was phenomenal. He was undefeated when he started games for Drew Brees when Brees got injured. Like, he's always played pretty good football. And to the personality standpoint, there's never an issue. Like, there's never a problem with, you know, I mean, he spoke out a little bit about how Carolina practiced and Matt Rule and just sort of how everything was kind of, you know, a little bit off and kind of up in the air when they would go through some of the pregame festivities and get ready, like all the preparation. But. Other than that, there's never been an issue. Like, always been a stand-up guy, and he's getting another opportunity, and just keep collecting those checks, man. Just be a backup quarterback. That's the move. Is he going to make Chase Daniel money? He's probably made more than Chase Daniel at this point, I would think. I think Chase Daniel. Teddy B? Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, would, I would assume he has, only because even with the first-round pick, that helps. But um, Chase Daniels played a long time. And so it, it, you know, it may be kind of tough to come – Lee, yeah, can we can we double check who's made more money, Chase Daniel or Teddy Bridgewater? I think it's Teddy B. Okay, I think it's Teddy B. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a it's probably a safe bet. But. Yeah. All right. So we will uh, have an update for you on that on what the the W twos look like for Chase Daniel and Teddy Bridgewater. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. By the way, let's tell you about Tire Rack and congratulations to Anthony K because be sure to enter the summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes just like Anthony K from Huntingburg, Indiana did and congratulations to Anthony he was our first winner to receive a set of four brand new tires now it's your turn to win our next winner will be selected this Sunday and then our third winner will be picked on August 27th So Anthony from Indiana and two more winners will have the opportunity to win a set of four tires plus installation, taxes, and fees. Check this out. Valued it up to $1,500. Thanks to Tire Rack. Enter daily to continue getting new entries into the contest every day at FoxSportsRadio.com. Again, to enter and get rules, visit FoxSportsRadio.com. Sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So, Lee DeLapp, do we have a confirmation on who made more money, Chase Daniel or Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, Teddy by about uh, a little over $20 million. Teddy's okay. made... Uh, so close at least yeah teddy's made about 62 chase 41 yeah i mean it's close i mean kind of the same you know if you think about it you know minus like 19 million that's fine uh so you were right again brady quinn you are a teddy bridgewater uh teddy six-pack game show winner uh first time in sports radio love teddy b man yeah love teddy b so welcome to august everybody two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio so coming up we are going to have another edition of would you rather here from the tirerack.com studios we are going to be asked hard-hitting questions in the world of sports and beyond and it's yours here a tuesday tradition on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, And you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up, top of next hour, we have a decision that was made in the NFL, and it's the right one, and a little surprising it hasn't been done more often. We will get into that for you again a little over, uh, we'll call it 12 minutes from now here on FSR. Before we get to another edition of Would You Rather, though, want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Dot com. Let's make history. And now, would you rather? Would you rather your random topics, sports or otherwise? All right, lead to lap. What do we got, guys? The Mega Millions is up to one point five five billion dollars. Woo! And if you were to win the Mega Millions, what would you? Uh, would you rather take the lump sum, which would come out to about seven hundred fifty-seven million? Lump sum pre-tax or the thirty annual lump sum? See, I, I saw Mark Cuban who says no go debate. the other way. There's no debate. Mark Cuban's a pretty smart business guy. Said go yeah, the most other people way. will talk about time, value, money. You'd rather take it all up front. The other thing is you have to factor in is you want to take out the annuities, right? You want to take out the, 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 pay, the payments. That's fine. Uh, if you die in three years from now, 
that three years would not be as much fun having what ninety million paid out over those three years versus the seven hundred million you get right now. I, I, I'm just trying. I still look. It doesn't make. We've talked about this before. I, 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 I just. I, I, we've talked about this before. I don't understand how. There's financial issues all over this country, but we got $1.5 billion to throw around if somebody picks the right five or six numbers. I just... You know what I'd love to study is how much it's gone up over time. Like, I don't remember, I mean, maybe it's just it's, it's more prevalent, more people are playing, but I don't remember the lottery being as big like five years ago. Yeah, no way. It wasn't. We've now hit over a billion for the Mega Millions and for the Powerball yeah. at least now two times, three times. Yeah, in the last three, four weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, I don't get it, man. I really don't understand. I don't know how that happens. Have you ever known anybody that's won a, a pretty good amount in the lottery? I've known a couple of people that have won six figures in the lottery. No. One like, I, uh, I, I don't know that many people that play the lottery. But here's the thing, though. the The people that won it, they won like I think it was like two hundred and twenty thousand. They won. They I think they got like four out of five numbers or five out of six, whatever it was. The number of times that they played the lotto, they were a multiple time a week investor into the lotto. I just wonder after taxes and what they put into it, how much they've actually walked away with. It almost feels like it kind of wasn't worth it because it wasn't like they really had anything to show for it at the end of that. Yeah. My, my advice would be: you play when you get a pot that, that's this big. You know, in part because you could say you had a shot at winning $1.5 It's pretty arrogant, though, if you think about it. What, it's, to only play this one? It, it's only worth your time if it's $1.5 If it's $200 million, I'm not interested. Once you get to the billion... No, no, no. no. The, the point is this, is the payout's so great, it, you know, you, you want to have at least a shot at doing it. And not saying that $200 is not enough to be paid out, but... To the point that you just made, if you play it too often, considering the odds, they're, they're never going to be in your favor of you winning it. So why not just then play for the biggest payout? Would you tell anybody if you won? No. Yeah, Although there's certain either. states where I don't believe you can set it up in a LLC to protect your identity. I actually think in certain states, and Lee's not going to be able to you, look into this in time. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty you? sure in certain states you're gonna ha- you have to actually uh, identify yourself. You know, that's a little bit insulting because I try and text Brady during the breaks and he doesn't get back to me in time. Yeah. So it's like, like what are you saying? This is passive aggressive. You you're lucky LeVar's not here <laughs> to jump you, on What are you, you talking about? Yeah. Listen. It's not my fault you try to live in the 1980s and we try to like follow up on topics and there's nope, plow through with the rundown we've I missed, got. I, listen, I missed the text. And I also yeah. misread the last one you sent me. So yep. It, yep. Uh, it said tough and not touch. And so I kind of, you know, I wasn't reading it correctly. So that's why. I don't even know. know what you're trying to say. Lee, what else we got? Yeah. what? Hey, Lee, what else we have? Guys, would you rather soil yourself once a day in private or once a year in public? Hold on a second. What the world? (laughs) Did you almost drop an F bomb there? Did Did you almost Um, pull a Kevin Brown and get suspended, Brady Quinn, for saying something out of line? I mean, the problem is (laughs) if you did it once a day, that I just that becomes so bad. Lee, how does this even? uh, This is your brainchild. How does this even happen? How public is it? That's what I want to know. As public as it can get for you, Brady. On <laughs> so I'm sitting on set for Big yes. Noon and I right. crap myself. Boulder, yes. Colorado, week oh, two, man. 
season see home opener for the Colorado Buffalo. For Colorado for Prime. And, and Prime's sitting on set and he's like, What is that smell? Oh, sorry. Brady Sorry, Coach. <laughs> this happens once a year. Brady Quinn's wearing an Armani suit, yeah. light light in color, a light gray, if you will, and he stands yeah. up and it looks like you spilled uh some dunking all over your the front of your pants. Um, um God. So I mean, but think about the how annoying it'd be to do it every single day, even in private. I think I'll. Ju- I would rather go public once. I'll go public once. Know. Yeah, I'll do it one time. Uh, I mean, maybe if you do it public, it becomes a thing. You know, you fundraise to go to some. I don't know some good cause. One or two, Lee. Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, never mind. Is yeah, that what how Mark Schlereth got his nickname? Stink? Yeah, you know, Stink did it in games. Um, he, no, 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 no. He did number one, not number two. Yeah, that completely changes things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do it in private. Yeah, I'll do it in private. Not going to do it. Not doing it. It'd anyway. have to be private. I'm not sure you have another Every choice. Every single day, though? I mean, listen, that's not that far off from what uh, the normal routine is, depending on what uh, what the diet looks like. All right, Lee, like, what else so. we got? Lee, what else do we have? <laughs> Guys, uh, lots of celebrities have, you know, liquor, uh, own liquor. Uh, Would you rather sip Wild Turkey with Matthew McConaughey, Uh, Kentucky Bourbon with Terry Bradshaw? He has Bradshaw Kentucky Bourbon. You obviously got Proper 12 with Conor McGregor. The Rock has a tequila. Who would you want to sip with on their own liquor? Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, he'd be fun. Better stories. Yeah, he'd be a lot of fun. I don't know. Conor McGregor would be... A lot of fun, too. Yeah, the problem is you're not quite sure if you're only having whiskey or if there's some other stuff going on. Maybe a smelling oh, okay. contest. Oh, easy. But there's just some rumors out there, you That's know? That's not the scenario that Lee played out. Just Don't saying. make this more than it needs to be. Right. I, I, th- I think the hard part is um, I would probably, after a few drinks, like not even be able to understand them. That's you true. Know? You, you get a you get a few drinks and you're like I have no idea what he's doing. Right I've now. heard that about Ireland. I've never been to Ireland because you won't take me for some reason. But I've heard that like the accents are really you. thick. Yeah. You would never want to hang out with me in Ireland. Um, you don't really hang out with people. You imagine you and I just like randomly going to like I don't know like a, a DJ Tiesto concert or some crap like that in Ireland. Just uh, maybe go. Do you have to call a, it DJ Tiesto or most people just call him Tiesto? I call him DJ Tiesto. Okay. Stop hey Lee, what else we came got? from? Lee, what do we got? Million dollars up front or ten million dollars for a thirty-yard field goal? Oh, million dollars up front. I'll I'll take ten million, Lee. No, no, no. You have to make the thirty-yard field goal. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I problem. don't know that you could. No problem. Now, is there? Uh, Let's wait. That's just for the ten-yard line, right? Oh no, Jesus. That's a. Well, how are we doing this? I got actual thirty yards, so yeah. we're encompassing the end zone as part of that too. Yeah, so, like so from the thirty-yard line. No, from the. It'd be really a forty-yarder. I'm going to call it just straight 30 yarders. Yeah, so from the tw- 20. Okay, okay. All right. Um, now, is there, I might, is there a I rush? I might be in. I might be in for the $10 million if, now. If, if there are no defenders, I'll take my chances. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts